Hello, my practical people, and welcome to another episode of The Practical Therapist. For today's topic, I will continue to discuss autism. Today, I will discuss another red flag, which is considered an atypical behavior or observation that may indicate the presence of autism. I will also discuss a technique that I have developed and implemented with families of children with autism over the years with the goal of increasing the child's attention to his or her name. So let's first discuss what it means when you hear the term, my child seems to be in their own world. When it comes to a child that either has a diagnosis of autism or is suspected of having autism, I hear this comment a lot from parents and caregivers. One of the frustrations that parents often mention to me is the frustration of trying to get their child to play with other kids, look at them when they call their child's name or even stop a preferred activity, such as scrolling on a phone or tablet long enough for their child to engage with other people or objects in their environment. With that being said, let's discuss why this is so prevalent. In a previous episode, I discussed the lack of social interaction or limited social communication and engagement as a hallmark of autism. With that in mind, consider that your child is happy or satisfied with their level of social engagement that they give and receive. So for example, if your child prefers to sit alone and scroll on a phone or tablet, laughing or babbling at funny videos on YouTube, then the video is providing the child with a level of social stimulation that fits their needs. However, as a practical therapist, I do think about the dangers of a child not responding to his or her name or ignoring their name being called, which is how some parents describe it to me. Having the ability to recognize and respond to your name is important for a variety of reasons, such as if you get too close to a hot object like a stove or a dangerous animal, such as an unfamiliar dog that is showing signs of aggression like barking or growling, your child would need to be able to recognize and respond respond to their name being called to prevent a dangerous situation from occurring. Therefore, when I talk with parents about their child not answering to his or her name, my first goal is to work on improving their child's attention to his or her name. Next, I will talk about the strategy I use where auditory stimuli is introduced to stimulate a child's attention to their name. However, before I talk about the strategy, I want to define what auditory stimuli is. And afterwards, I'm going to talk about how your child's response may look. The word auditory relates to the ability to hear. And from a basic physiological standpoint, the word stimuli relates to noticeable changes in an individual's or an organism's reaction to their environment. So next, let's talk about the examples of how I use the strategy in a patient's home. And when it comes to targeting a child's ability to recognize or answer to his or her name, these are the steps that I train the parents to implement. So number one, I use my cell phone and navigate to the record button, making sure the volume is turned up all the way. Number two, Next, I will press, record, and say the child's name loudly, followed by two loud hand claps. Number three, afterwards, I will play back the recording to make sure it works. And number four, lastly, I will sit near the child, or in some cases, I have to follow the child around their home from about one to two feet away and play the voice recording behind the child. Being mindful, though, of any noise sensitivities that the child may have. And then I will observe and record the child's reaction. So here is the reaction that I am looking for 
once the child hears their name, followed by two auditory stimuli, i.e. the hand claps. I look for a brief pause in the child's activity or a moment where they stop and look towards the sound of the recording or they hold their head up as if they've heard something. That indicates to me that they have broken out of their world long enough to hear something that's different or hear something that grabs their attention. Now, granted at times, some children have ignored the recording by which I usually will have to play the recording near one of their ears to get that brief pause or acknowledgement that I'm looking for. However, many times playing the recording from one to two feet away from the child has been sufficient in order for me to get the desired reaction from the child. It should be noted that before playing this type of recording, it would be ideal if the environment is quiet so that the recording is not being drowned out by other types of noise or stimuli. For example, a TV show or music playing in the background. That concludes today's episode of The Practical Therapist. If you enjoyed this episode but would like a video demonstration, go visit my YouTube channel, The Practical Therapist, where I upload demonstration videos that cover some of the topics I discuss here in my podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe and support my podcast for more great content. You can find it on several platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you.